Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey guys, and welcome to Paranormal Thoughts Podcast, and as always, thanks for joining me. In this episode, I'm talking about the black-eyed children. This has been around for quite a while, and especially in today's times, this topic is extremely popular with the likes of Creepypasta, and I'm going to get into this as well a little bit, the whole YouTube-type world that we now live in, even just the whole online presence that we live in in this day and age. Before I get any more into that, just want to say we have a blog. I'm going to chuck up a bunch of different assets, a bunch of information relating to this topic on there. So the blog is paranormalthoughtspodcast.wordpress.com. And if you're new here, welcome. Feel free to check out any of our previous episodes. If you like any of them, feel free to subscribe, like, comment, leave a review, sort of depending on the platform that you listen to your podcast on, we'll give you that option. And of course, you can also find this podcast on many different platforms from SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, you name it, we're there. And also, before I go any further, I'd just like to say thank you for all those people who send me emails and reach out, just telling me what you like about the podcast, giving me, you know, some support. I really do appreciate it. It really makes it worthwhile for me to do this podcast when I get messages like that. It just really um, validates me and lets me know that people are listening and they're enjoying it. And I'd like to say a shout out to Erin for emailing me a little while ago and actually recommending me to do this podcast about the Black Eyed Children. So thanks, and I hope you enjoy. I'd just like to start by saying I'm not actually sure where I sit with this topic. It's an interesting one, but I'm not even sure whether or not I believe it's so easy to kind of go either way. You know, when you do this research, you can, especially when you do start to research something a lot, you find yourself sort of falling into this place where you do want to believe it. And then, you know, when you're so, when you are actually kind of going into it, I suppose, one-sided as well, you know, to get some background and see what people are claiming that you do find yourself sort of leaning to one side already. But at the same time, I've always sort of been very sceptical with these topics that kind of start out as urban legends, I suppose, and then become more popular as well over time. So it's definitely something to be wary of and try to look on both sides of the fence. But the only hard evidence we have with the Black Eyed Children topic is these accounts from people. That's the same with a lot of paranormal topics, you know, a lot of the topics I've already covered. And that's one thing to take into consideration as well is 
that we do only have these accounts and a lot of these accounts aren't firsthand either. They've been reported from researchers and investigators. And by the time it kind of gets to you, you know, you don't really know how many times this account has been told. It's something to keep in mind. But at the same time, a lot of the things that I believe in, uh, the best proof we do have are these accounts from people, you know, rather than hard evidence by any sort of scientific way or anything along those sort of lines, but it's something to keep in mind. So the concept of the black-eyed children is usually adults being visited by one or two children, either outside their house or so while they're travelling in the car or stationary in the car, and these children will knock either on your door or on your window and pretty much ask one way or another to come inside your house. So that could be, you know, to use the phone, use the bathroom. Sometimes they don't even really give you a reason when you're in your car, it'd be give us a ride, you know, all these types of reasons. It's interesting because normally, I suppose, if you're an adult and there's these two children outside your car, or outside your house, you're probably quite willing to hear them out at least and to try to help them because that's just something that we all want to do. You know, we all want to be good people. And if there's these two children here asking something from you, you want to try to help them to some degree anyway. But in saying that as well, I could honestly say I would never let anyone I didn't know inside my house. Doesn't matter what age you are. It's just not a safe enough world, I think, to be doing things like that. That would be my advice to anyone listening that I probably wouldn't fucking let anyone in my house, regardless of who you are, if I don't know you. Some of these children might ask to use a phone or use a bathroom. And it's odd that a child, regardless of what kind of age, if they're old enough to be sort of out walking by themselves, they should have a mobile phone, you know, I had a phone from the age of 12 or so, you know, and that's that's late now. Some ask to come in because it's cold and they need to, they can't find their parents or something like this. And the people who are answering the door often say that they're hearing them out, but at the same time, there's something really off-putting about these children. Could also have something to do with the fact that people are really scared of kids. You know, the old sort of, um, it's really easy in horror films to use the imagery of children because it's just, it is something that's that innocence and when they're put into a different situation that could seem a little bit dark or twisted, it does take on this whole other form of that is scary. And so that's an interesting point that we have this weird thing where we can take a normal childlike experience, put it into something a little bit darker, and then all of a sudden it's changed the entire feel to that situation. And this is almost that. Middle of the night, these two kids are standing there. Often one might be younger than the other, by a few years, they might have different hair color. They might be wearing matching kind of clothes. So it's already a little bit off-putting. It's not a new concept whatsoever, these sort of children of the corn. It's very sort of eerie imagery. So the people will say they're not very comfortable and they don't want to let them in. And some people find themselves going to let them in as well. So some people open the door, some people don't open the door. And it's odd too that in some of these accounts that people say they don't open the door and yet the children are speaking to them as if they know they're there. So the black eyes come into it a little bit later on in these accounts because people claim that they don't notice their black eyes straight away, whether or not their eyes are black when they're first speaking to them, whether or not they're looking at you while they're asking you to come inside, or whether or not people just don't notice, you know, but it would be a characteristic that you would really notice, you know. When you talk to people, you try to look them in the eye. So why don't these people notice that these children have black eyes? And it gets to a certain point in this in this conversation where the eyes seem to reveal themselves and the people obviously get pretty freaked out and they either slam the door or just walk away, drive away, what have you. So I suppose it's almost like a maybe a mechanism that these children would be using. The black eyes are almost like the hypnotic type 
feature that they use to try to make you give them what they want. So you might be thinking, that's so easy to hoax. And it literally is. It's the easiest thing in the book. You know, there's even a report of someone in America who loved doing Halloween displays. I'm the same. I love Halloween. You know, I love doing the front yard up. You know, it's just, it's all a bit of fun. And, you know, all the kids in the street love it. And in the adults too. The adults love it more, of course. The report came from this guy's neighbor and he loved to do these Halloween yard displays. And one year he decided not to. And the neighbor asked him, why are you not doing your display? You know, it's kind of, you're like, this is your thing, your time of year. And I completely get that because it's kind of my time of year too, you know. You love doing your Halloween display. And the guy kind of said, I had had something happen last year and I don't want to do it. And I don't think in the report he wanted to sort of come out and explain why that was first of all. But later on he came over to the neighbor's house and decided to go into a little bit more depth and turned out these two children came to his front door quite late and he thought it would be trick-or-treaters and he went out and there was these two kids wanting to come inside his house and of course the whole sort of progression goes on and he sees the black eyes freaks out it just freaked him out that much and he thought it could have been a prank but then the feeling he got from the children made it feel far more real and it freaked him out enough not to want to have trick-or-treaters come into his house that following year. So yeah, very easy to hoax in this day and age too where you can get full black contact lenses. Once upon a time would have been a little bit harder because you actually probably need to spend quite a few hundred dollars to get your hands on them. Even now you're looking at about $180 for full black apocalypse is what they call them, contact lenses. So your entire eye is black. So it's not really something kids are probably buying, you know, you could probably say it's a fair chunk of money on a visual effect. But regardless, I'm sure some of these reports could be put down to hoaxes. I even did a little bit of digging into whether it could be a medical condition that could cause your eye to be fully black. And from what I could find, nothing that really matches the reports of people who claim to see black-eyed children. And it's interesting too, because if you were to have completely black eyes, apparently the way our eyes work with light, you probably wouldn't actually be able to see anything. There has to be some contrast in your actual eye to be able to see light, whether these kids could potentially even see. Who knows? And that kind of brings us to the point too of may they even be human. Apparently some people have witnessed them do kind of grotesque things with their mouths, like being able to open them really wide or... I heard a claim of someone seeing the child jumping through, like jumping from tree to tree throughout the neighborhood. Some kind of odd things like that, but I've only kind of heard of that once um, in this one report. And it wasn't even in just this one retelling of things, some strange things people have seen, but not enough there to maybe say that they do anything unhuman-like. One thing I suppose people do often say is when they speak, they sound a lot older than they actually are. Because I think the oldest I've probably read might be between 16 and 18 years old and the youngest maybe four or five thereabouts. So often some people might say they the voice doesn't kind of match the age of the person standing in front of them. I'm going to talk a little bit about some cases. And a case that was interesting to me was a boy was sitting in his mum's car while she was getting her hair cut. And then he sees a boy walking down the street and he decides to get the boy's attention because he thought it might have been someone he knew. The kid he sees outside the car turns and starts walking over to the car. And the boy inside the car realizes that this was not a good decision and sees that he has these black eyes and he locks himself in the car and hides underneath the seat. 
And then this kid with the black eyes was demanding to come into the car. And he was kind of harassing the boy for a little while and then he went away. And then when his mum came back from a haircut and got in the car, apparently this boy had come into the hair salon where his mum was getting a haircut. And the boy was asking for the keys to her car because he needed to get in the car. And obviously she said no. So that's a really weird case of this kid being really persistent to the point of finding the boy's mother and asking for her keys. It's an interesting one too, I think, because... The kid wasn't necessarily coming to the car until the boy got this black-eyed child's attention. So that was one that was a little bit different. So a mother was leaving a grocery store and she had put her child in the car. She got in the car, looked in the rear vision mirror and saw another child sitting next to her kid with these black eyes, scared the shit out of her, grabs her kid, goes back into the store and tells the clerk at the store that um, there's this kid in her car and he went out had a look, looked through the car, looked through the parking lot, nothing there. But she still isn't having it, so she rings her husband and tells her husband he has to come. And she tells him the story about what happened and she just wouldn't get back in the car. She said, I'll drive your car back home and you drive my car. So she was just that freaked out by it. And then the husband gets in the car and actually ends up in an accident. He thankfully lived, but he was a little bit bruised up and they think he had a concussion. And he doesn't know what actually happened. He just kind of had this foul smell. That's the only thing in the report. And then he blacked out and then he totaled the car. But it's an interesting thing of this woman just knew she did not want to get back in that car and that it just didn't feel right. What happens for these people who actually let the black-eyed children into their house? Ooh, I just got goosebumps all the way down my body. That never happens. Huh. <sighs> Oh, shit. Ooh. Okay, sorry about that little interruption there. I was just about to tell you about the one case that I've found where people let the black-eyed children into their house and then I hear this weird movement coming from outside the house. And from where my studios are located, I'm more so towards the back of the house. And to me, it sounded like it was kind of in the backyard, um, which there's no one in the backyard. It's 10.30 at night currently. But then I hear my dog barking at the front door as if there was someone there. And the dog doesn't bark unless she knows that there's someone there, pretty much. Um, She doesn't just bark from inside the house at people out on the street or anything. It's usually if someone's at the door. So as you just heard there, I was like, oh, what's that? You know, and I was like, is there someone here? It was just that moment of like, are they here? Are the black-eyed children here to make a point? Um, so I went and had a look and nothing's there, but it was just like that weird thing of um, it's, you know, kind of late at night and then I hear some movement outside when I go outside, hear the dog bark and no, there's no one there, but it was just one of those funny things. I'm not putting that on. That was um, just a weird, weird sort of timing, but it kind of um, got me a little bit excited then too. I was like, no way, what's going on here? But So yeah, that, that audio just there, you could kind of hear some movement and the dog barking and you hear me get up to go have a look. But it was just something, um, just one of those kind of weird things. But anyway, back to what I was about to Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Telly, this happened in Vermont on a cold winter's night during a snowstorm. A couple were woken up at two in the morning at a knock on the door and they found two children under the age of eight, a boy and a girl. And they thought it was strange that their initial reaction wasn't just to quickly grab the kids, let them inside the house and warm them up because it was, you know, freezing outside. And they were kind of dressed funny to be out in the middle of a snowstorm and it didn't seem to quite add up. Um, and the children said they didn't really say much other than their parents are on the way, They can they come inside the house? So they were pretty reluctant to let them inside, but they thought it'd be the right thing to do. So the husband takes the kids into the land room and the wife is fixing them some hot chocolate. She can hear the husband asking them where the parents were and what was kind of going on. They spoke in a weird kind of singing way, almost, you know, like a very, to me that sounds like a very eerie child kind of thing but they weren't talking very normally you could say it's also worth mentioning too they had four cats and these cats are usually quite friendly around people and when they would open the front door they had to make sure the cats didn't run um, outside the door but in this case all the cats were hiding but one someone was staying in the kitchen had all its hair sticking up and it seemed very cautious about going into that living room so the husband said he felt very dizzy and when the wife turned to give the hot chocolate to the kids, this is when she actually saw their eyes for the first time and saw they were pitch black and obviously this freaked her out a lot. When the children saw that she was freaked out, they asked to go to the bathroom so she kind of hurried them down the hallway and let them into the bathroom, returned back to her husband and asked if he had seen their eyes and the husband said, yeah, he did notice them and he said they almost looked like they were badly bruised as if they were in a car accident. Then her husband's nose started to bleed, and he wasn't someone who would have regular nosebleeds by any means, so it was kind of odd. And then they lost power. And then, you know, she turns around to go and see where the kids were, and they're both standing down the end of a hallway, pitch black. You know, she's obviously pretty freaked out by this stage. And they just say, our parents are here now. They run outside the house, and then they go outside and see these two tall men in all black, with their car just idling and the husband waves to them just to say like you got your kids great and they didn't do anything they just got in the car and drove away 
and since this time, the husband uh, had a lot more recurring nosebleeds. So he went to the doctor and got checked out and turns out he had type of skin cancer and they thought it was due to tanning and he's never tanned in his life, but it was actually quite an aggressive cancer. And, um, it was treatable though, but it kind of just came out of nowhere. And then the wife also claims she's had some very odd occurrences as well, but she doesn't really um, go into detail in those in her account. But after this visit from the Black Eyed Children as well, three of their four cats also all ran away. And the one cat that actually didn't hide when the Black Eyed Children were in the house, they actually found that cat dead in a puddle of its own blood. They believe it was quite ill and was throwing up blood. These people pretty much said, since letting the Black Eyed Children into their home... It uh, has definitely caused a lot of drama and a lot of health problems. So they actually posted that account to pretty much warn people of the results of letting these kids into your house. Animals have an interesting reaction to these stories as well. The thing with animals is always interesting because that, to me, really does give it some validation because they do have those heightened senses and animals just know what's going on. And we, we all know that. We've all had those experiences with our own animals or we've all had that where people's pets really actually get what their owner might be feeling in a particular time and they're very responsive of that and they feed off that. So what are these kids? Are they actually humans? Are they some sort of ETs? Have something to do with the men in black? Are they demons? Pretty much the list goes on. You know, literally anything you could think of, could it be related? That's the thing because we don't actually know about the Black Eyed Children. Like, really, people will claim to, and, you know, there's people who've done immense research into this. But from the outside, we've never really had anything more than these accounts. There's some videos that I'll put in the blog that you can go check out. But even then, it's such an easy thing to fake. It's probably the simplest thing within this paranormal field. It's easy to fake because they appear as human as you can get. They just have black eyes. In post-production, that's pretty easy to pretty easy to edit in. If whatever these kids are, if they really wanted to get in that bad, why is there so many cases of them not being able to because people kind of snap out of this hypnosis stage and shut the door or just walk away and try to ignore it? They don't seem to be that successful because there's not a ton of accounts of people letting them in compared to people turning them away. For whatever reason they need to get into these people's homes, they don't seem to have a great success rate, at least from what we know, because who knows if this is a real phenomenon and they are getting to people's homes, who the fuck knows what's actually happening because we, we just don't know. You know, it's one of those things where if it is happening and no one's able to report on the actual success of these children, then... We don't know. We can only really go off what we've been told and mostly what we've been told is these accounts of people being able to turn them away. But from the outside, just looking in, they don't seem to be that successful in that regard. Could they even potentially be an omen? From what I can gather, not really because they don't seem to be warning people of anything negative. They seem to be the thing causing the negativity. So as I mentioned at the start, it's such a popular topic right now and has been for a few years. And it really does have to do with the sort of internet culture that we have. All you have to do is type in <laughs> into YouTube, black eyed children, and you get a bunch of stories. And I recommend listening to, you know, maybe one or two videos and you get, you start to really pick up on the, on the pattern of these accounts and how similar they all really are. It's kind of like a, a culture 
you know, the whole creepypasta thing now, it's so topical and, you know, people will retell these accounts and claim that they're real, but they're still just, you know, stories, you know, made for entertainment purposes. And, you know, it is really this culture thing of like Slender Man, Black Eyed Children, Shadow People, like it's really a thing now that they're just really popular um, to use for entertainment purposes, you know, and it really does add another layer to whether or not any of this is really real because when you have all these other people kind of making this content for entertainment and it's fine, you know, if they claim for it to be entertainment but when, you know, they might be retelling things that aren't really the case, it kind of does hurt our case. So that's really something I'm finding with, you know, these sort of more popular topics, you know. And like, sure, everything I kind of cover on this podcast is quite topical in a way, you know, but I think these things which, like, they're really great campfire kind of stories, you know, like, because it's pretty believable. It makes it harder for skeptics to believe when all they have to do is type in black-eyed children and then, you know, they're going to have all these reports and, and there's so many reports we don't really know what could be real or what could be false. I think there there's far too many accounts, I suppose, for it to maybe not be real, but at the same time, we don't have any other evidence other than accounts. But the amount of stuff that I really do believe in just because of the because of accounts and maybe not other types of hard evidence, I can't rule it out. As, as a researcher myself, no, I, I won't rule it out either. It's something that is worth looking into and people do look into it. That's why we're making this episode right now because it's something worthwhile knowing about. And I think it, and if it happened to you, I think it's kind of worth knowing like, oh, fuck, this is one of those situations where I sort of need to get out of this because this could be really hairy. So that's the Black Eyed Children. Let me know what you guys think because it's definitely an interesting one and whether or not it's real, you know, it's it's a great it's a great story. It's a great campfire kind of story, you know. Even as you just heard there, uh, in the middle of recording this, you know, hearing some strange noises outside and hearing the dog bark, you know. But it's just that thing of like, what's going on here? You know, it's 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 fun to like get yourself kind of um spooked by this kind of stuff. But you know, if there is something going on here, like that's it's really fascinating, of course, you know, and. It's hard to know with this stuff, as always. Anything on this podcast, we can never be 100% sure, but we have to sort of go of our gut feeling and really just shift through all the information and research we can kind of find and make our own conclusion. My conclusion is I think there's that many reports that it's definitely worth talking about, but at this stage too, there's nothing really else other than these reports and maybe these people saying they've been sick, you know, after actually having these experiences and things, but... Regardless, it's definitely worth um, it's definitely worth informing ourselves on this kind of topic because it's something that a lot of people seem to report. And you know, the more we know, just the the more aware we can kind of be for these odd sort of paranormal occurrences that go on. So, thank you guys if you made it this far. I really do appreciate it. Jump on the blog. Uh, for any additional information. I also want to start just kind of posting some bits and pieces, you know, not really relating to any of these podcast episodes, but almost just like some news um, because I'm always kind of every day looking through to find uh, interesting information that kind of can't be a podcast necessarily because it might not have enough information, but it's worth kind of just a bit of a headline, a bit of a description just to kind of keep us all informed about some of the odd, strange things that kind of go on in our world. So as I said, guys, feel free to like, subscribe, follow the podcast on all podcasting hosting websites. Feel free to get in contact with me, paranormalthoughtspodcasts at gmail.com if you want to give me any recommendations or just say hello. 
love hearing from you guys. So one last thing too, and I'll probably mention this in the next episode too, is I've just, we're just about to hit 12 months on this podcast. It's almost been an entire year since the very first episode, which is absolutely unreal. If you've been here kind of since the start of that, like, thank you so much. It's been, it's been insane, you know, going from, I remember having like five plays, you know, obviously putting it up and probably the first play being from myself, you know, uh, and then going from like five plays. And then I just remember hitting like 50 plays, kind of getting a little bit of momentum. And just like a week ago or so, I hit 10,000 plays and to hit 10,000 plays in total uh, on this podcast in less than 12 months uh, is insane. Like I, I cannot be more appreciative of people who really do actually care about these topics and care about having a listen, you know, even if you just stop by because that podcast had, you know, an interesting topic that you're interested in or wanted to know more. That's great, you know, and then to all those people who subscribe and listen, you know, quite regularly, I appreciate it so much. It's the reason why I do it. If people are enjoying it and can get something out of it, if it can help in some sort of way, you know, it's all worthwhile. But that was definitely a goal I wanted to hit and I hit it a lot sooner than I ever thought I would, you know. Just, yeah, wow. Now it's, you know, it's over 10,000 total plays um, which is just insane. I would have never foreseen it happening, you know, and the fact that it's happened in less than a year is just, yeah, it's awesome. It's really awesome, you know. That's it from me, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Feel free to check out any of our previous episodes. New episodes every fortnight. And now that it's October, you know, maybe some more spooky kind of stuff. I love October. It's my favorite time of the year, so more to come. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate you. I'll catch you in another episode soon. Thanks. 